because the, our obedience goes to affect a lot of people. It goes to affect sometimes generations. It goes to affect dif different aspects of our lives. Today, be encouraged and equipped to walk in the victory Jesus provided for you as you join the Word Mission Church International family for part two on the life-changing topic, Faith in Trying Times. Now, the Word with Pastor Paul. We're talking about faith in trying times, so this one here will be replaced here shortly. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Faith in trying times. Thank you, Lord Jesus. God is a good God, and I pray from now till the end of the year, may you see the goodness of the Lord in your life. May you see the hand of God in your life. I pray may God do something new in your life. In the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amazing things are happening. We got a letter from a mail from someone in prison. And he's serving life imprisonment in prison. And he was talking about how he's hearing the word of God and how it's encouraging him and how his life is being transformed. Glory be to the name of the Lord. That so blessed me. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I may not ever see him in person, but the word of God is going forth. Thank you, Lord Jesus. He was he listening on radio. He testified. And it reminds me, when I was young, sometimes I was so hungry for the word of God, I would turn on the radio and was looking for Christian material. I never met those people but they made an impact on my life. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We've been praying that God, let your word have free course. We received another letter from another nation. He said, I've been, he, he, he emailed first and said, how can I get the messages online? And he went to the website and he said, since I started watching this these, these messages, my life has been transformed to the glory of God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. The word of God is not bound. God gets all the glory. Thank you, Lord Jesus. That's why we put the word of God everywhere we can. <laughs> Thank you, Lord Jesus. It's so important. It so blessed my heart, and I knew it will bless yours as well. When we give and do all these things, it is going towards a good purpose. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. This person is right here in Colorado, and he's listening. Life imprisonment. The only way he maybe he can get the word of God is through the radio. And he's listening and listening, and his life is being changed. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Let's say thank you, Lord Jesus. Let's say thank you, Lord Jesus. Glory be to the name of the Lord. All right. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Welcome to the study of God's Word this morning. Let's turn our Bibles to Hebrews 11, 8. We looked at faith last week, and we said faith sometimes will be tested. And um, the testing and the waiting period, we don't like it. But you see, <laughs> no matter how much faith you have, uh, you can't make a baby be full grown and be delivered the first month. <laughs> if you see a, a baby coming out the first month fully developed, we'll run out of this building. <laughs> <laughs> the Bible says that God makes all things beautiful in his time, not our time. <laughs> Thank you, Lord Jesus. May God beautify everything concerning your life in his time and receive the grace to wait for his time in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. 
Hebrews 11.8. Thank you, Lord Jesus. That's just the appetizer. <laughs> Hebrews 11.8. Notice what the Bible says. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hebrews 11.8. It says, thank you, Lord. It says, by faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called out to go to the place which he will receive as an inheritance. And he went out not knowing where he was going. By faith, Abraham did what? Obey. You see, it takes faith to obey. When God tells you to do something, when God gives you any task. And you see, we read about all these people in, in Hebrews 11, and they obeyed. This morning, we are looking at faith from another angle, and we are looking at faith from the standpoint of obeying God, especially in the little things. Now, you see, we talk about the faith of Abraham and how he obeyed and, how, I mean, the good thing that he did, that he did and he's, he's now recorded as a father of faith. But what you have to realize is that, for instance, let's, let's, let's turn our Bibles to Genesis chapter 12. Genesis chapter 12. It will help all of us see faith from this dimension because sometimes um, we miss it. Genesis chapter 12. Notice what the Bible says. It says, Now the law said to Abraham, Get out of your country from your family and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great and you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and I will curse him who curses you. And in your families, in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Notice this. The Bible says, so Abraham departed as the Lord had spoken to him, and Lord went with him, and Abraham was 75 years old when he departed from Haran. Very, very important to, to realize that. Now, in, in, in Isaiah 51, go with me to Isaiah. Let's build, build the foundation for this thing. Isaiah 51, notice what the Bible says. Listen to me, you who follow after righteousness, you who seek the Lord. Look to the rock from which you were hewn and to the hole of the pit from which you were dug. Notice this. Look to Abraham, your father, and to Sarah who bore you. For I called him alone and blessed him and increased him. So when God called Abraham, did he tell him to go with Lot? No, he didn't. He said, I called him alone. But we see right here in Genesis chapter 12 verse 4, it says, and Lot went with him. He didn't tell him to go with Lord. He took Lord along. And it's so important. You see, the meaning of the, of the, of the word Lord is a veil. And it's interesting to note, note that when God spoke to him and when he left and when, God, when, 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 when Lot went with him, there, he ran into problems. It seems like a very simple instruction. Go and leave your family into a land that I will show you. We read the account in, in, in Hebrews where he says he obeyed. But he made he added something else that did God didn't tell him. He took Lot with him. And if if when you study the Bible, you see that when Lot when Lot went with him, it, it caused some issues. Go with me to Genesis chapter 13. Genesis 13, 5 to 12. Genesis 13, 5 to 12. Notice this. The Bible says that Lord also who went with him had flocks and herds and tents. Now the land was not able to support them 
that they might dwell together, together for their possession were so great that they could not dwell together. And there was strife between the headsmen of Abraham's livestock and the headsmen of Lot's livestock. The Canaanites and the Perizzites then dwelt in the land. So Abraham, Abraham said to Lot, Please, let there be no strife between you and me and between my headsmen and your headsmen, for we are brethren. It's not the whole land before you. Please, separate from me. If you take the left, then I'll go to the right. Or if you go to the right, then I'll go to the left. And Lot lifted up his eyes and saw all the plain of Jordan, that it was well watered everywhere before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, like the land of the Lord, like the land of Egypt, as you go towards Zohar. Then Lot, notice this, chose for himself. And sometimes that's where the issue is. Lot chose for himself all the plain of Jordan and Lot journeyed east and they separated from each other. And Abram, Abram dwelt in the land of Canaan and Lot dwelt in the cities of the plain and pitched his tent even as far as Sodom. But the men of Sodom were exceedingly wicked and sinful against the Lord. And the Lord said to Abraham, after Lot had separate from, separated from him, notice, God didn't talk to him till the Lord had separated from him. Lift up your eyes now and look from the place where you are, northward, southward, eastward, and west, westward. For all the land which you see, I give to you and your descendants forever. And I will make your descendants as the dust of the earth, so that if a man could number the dust of the earth, then your descendant also could be numbered. Arise, walk in the land through it, land and its way, for I give it to you. Then Abraham moved his tent and went and dwelt by the terrible trees of Mamre, which are in Hebron, and built an altar there to the Lord. See the problems that he ran into when he went with Lot. And God, till the veil or Lot was lifted, God didn't say anything to him. And, and, and Peter, writing about Lot, says that when he chose for himself, that man dwelling near Sodom and Gomorrah vexed his righteous soul. He chose for himself. The company that he chose affected him eventually. And he had to take the mercy of God when God destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah to deliver him and his family. Very important to realize that. You see, when, when we set out to obey God in little things, let's, let, let, it, it, it's very important. Another time, in the same Genesis chapter 12, there was a famine that happened in the land and, uh, of, of, where, where Abra, Abraham was. And instead of listening to God, the Bible says that Abraham carried himself and went into Egypt. You've been listening to the radio ministry of Word Mission Church International. Let us hear from you. Text or call us at 719-235-5535. Join Word Mission Church International in person or live on Facebook and YouTube for powerful sessions of prayer. Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Get answers to some frequently asked questions. What does it mean to work out your faith with fear and trembling? If Jesus died for our sins, why do Christians sin? Should Christians celebrate Halloween? What is Jesus doing for us now? Text us your questions too at 719-235-5535. WordMissionChurchInternational.org to learn more. Now let's get back to the message. Faith in Trying Times.
And when he did, it seemed like a very small thing that he had done. But if you read the Bible account, Haggai came from Egypt, was a servant person that he got from Egypt. And later on, when God gave them an instruction, I mean, when things were getting difficult with childbirth, he and Sarah, trying to help, help, help God in the process, said, go to Haggai and, and, and go into her and have, have children. And out of that, just that small thing that he did in a time of famine, that mistake that he did in a time of famine, came Ishmael, and we are still dealing with the effects of that today. It's so important. Go with me. The little steps that we take in terms of obedience goes a long way. It goes a long way. Turn with me to Isaiah 28, verse 9. One of the aspects of faith is the, the characteristics to obey God in small things. You see, God, God will always start from that dimension. Isaiah 28, verse 9. Notice this. Very important. Isaiah 28 verse 9. It says, Whom will he teach knowledge and whom will he make to understand the message? Those just weaned from milk, those that's drawn from the breast. If you still stay on milk and stay on, bre on breast milk, you are still a babe. Notice this. The verse 10 says, For precept upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, here a little and there a little, for his stammering lips and another tongue he will speak to this people. To whom he said, this is the rest with which you may cause the weary to rest. And this is the refreshing, yet they would not hear. But the word of the Lord was to them, precept upon precept, line upon line, here a little and there a little. That they might go and fall backward and be broken and snared and caught. Notice that phrase, here a little and there a little. You see, God won't give start you or anyone off by giving them big instructions. No, that's not how God works. He will give you small instructions. If you are trying to get to the top of the ladder, he won't give you an instruction that all of a sudden catapults you to the top. He will give you a small instruction, something very little. And those little instructions that he gives us, when we obey those instructions, that is what carries us into the fullness of that which God has for our lives. Take, for instance, Peter. In Luke chapter 5, Jesus comes to him and says, give me your boat, let me preach out of the boat. It sounds very simple, very easy, easy thing to do. At that point, he has a choice to give the boat to Jesus or not give it to Jesus. But he says, okay, if you want to have my boat, just have it. After Jesus uses it to preach, he fills his boat up, gives him provision. Then he gives him another instruction, follow me. Very simple instruction. He can decide to stay in his fishing business or he can decide to follow Jesus. Another time, Jesus tells him, go and, and look for money for, for our taxes. We are, we are, we are law-abiding citizens. We will pay our taxes. He goes, and the instruction that he follows, there's money in the mouth of the fish. Look at the progression. It all started with, give me your boat. Then one time, when Jesus was coming, now his confidence is building up. When Jesus tells him to come out of the boat and walk on water, now he's ready to walk on water. We criticize Peter for sinking, but don't criticize Peter. He's the only one that I've, I've known recorded that walked on water apart from Jesus. 
if you haven't walked on water, don't get inside the next person. <laughs> but he didn't get the faith to walk on water the first day. It was a little instruction that started it. Give me your boat. This same Peter at some point denied Jesus. But later on, we see him when the Holy Spirit came down on the day of Pentecost. 3,000 people were saved in his ministry that very first day. It didn't start there. It started with give me your boat. And little by little, little by little, God will always start us on an instruction that we can obey. He won't start you at, nobody at the top. A little here, a little there, that is how we arrive at our destination. I pray in the name of Jesus, may we receive grace to obey little instructions in Jesus' name. My Lord and my God, thank you, Lord Jesus. Think about Rahab in the Bible. Her name is recorded in the genealogy of Jesus. But all she did in the Bible was hide two spies. Is that, is that significant? Yeah, it is. Her name is in Hebrews chapter 11. Your name is not there. Is yours there? <laughs> we are trying to make, make our name up, come on the list. But right now, it, 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 her name is there. What she, all she did was hide two spies. Letter instructions. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Let's look at something here. Let's, let's, it's so important. The, the small instructions that we receive, it may not be big, but it goes, to, it goes a long way in our walk of faith. Thank you, Lord Jesus. If you ask Father Abraham, how, I mean, Hebrews chapter 6 verse 12 talked about the fact that be imitators of those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. If you ask him, Abraham, how, how, how come your name is listed there? He said, I may have missed it here and there, but I consciously set out to obey God. I consciously set out that when God says something, I'm going to do it. It may seem insignificant. It may seem very little. Now, it's very important to realize that. Because the, our obedience goes to affect a lot of people. It goes to affect sometimes generations. It goes to affect dif different aspects of our lives. Now, the, the children of Israel, Joshua took over from, from Moses. And God gave him an instruction. The, the, the mandate that they had was in Numbers 33, verse 55. Notice this. Numbers 33, 55. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Our faith is so important, but it starts with those steps of obedience. He says, but if you do not drive out the inhabitants of the land from before you, then it shall be that those whom you let remain shall be irritant in your eyes and thorns in your sight, and they shall harass you in the land where you dwell. Moreover, it, moreover, it shall be that I will do as I thought to do to them. If you refuse to drive out the inhabitants, the reason why God was driving out those inhabitants is because they were very wicked before the Lord. So if you refuse to drive them out, notice what's going to happen. They will be irritant in your eyes and taunts in your sight, and they shall harass you in the land where you dwell. Now, Joshua comes on the scene, and at some point it was recorded that he had defeated 32 kings. He was doing a really good job, and he did. And he ultimately brought them into the land of, of, of Canaan, the promised land. But notice what something that happened. This is so important. 
Mark these scriptures. Don't let them get away from you. Joshua, because it affects what, what Abraham did, affected his marriage, it affected his generation, and all the way down to our generations. Joshua chapter 11, verse 18. Notice this. Joshua 11, verse 18. He says that Joshua made, a long, made war a long time with all those kings. There was not a city that made peace with the children of Israel, except the Hivites, the inhabitants of Gibeon, all the others they took in battle. Now it says, for it was of the Lord to harden their heart that they should come against Israel in battle, that he might utterly destroy them and that they might receive no mercy, and that he might destroy them as the Lord had commanded Moses. And at that time, Joshua came and cut off the Anakims from the mountains, from Hebron, from Debi, from Anak, from all the mountains of Judah, and from all the mountains of Israel. Joshua utterly destroyed them with their cities. None of the Anakims were left in the land of the children of Israel. They remain only, notice this, notice this, notice these three cities. They remain only in Gaza, in Gath, and in Ashdod. So all the children, it says none of the Anakims were left in the land of the children, only in Gaza, in Gath, and in Ashdod. Three cities. So he's obeyed God. All these enemies are gone except for these three cities. You might think it's insignificant. It's a very small thing. It's a very small instruction that he has overlooked. But it's significant. Now, if when we read the Bible... In 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 4, 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 4, notice this. It says, And a champion went out, went out from the camp of the Philistines, named Goliath, from where? From where? Yeah. Talk to me now. From where? Yeah. Where is he from? Yeah. Is it one of the cities that Joshua left? If you are taking care of all the people in this city, this city like, 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 like God said, is it a battle that David and all the children of Israel will have had to face? See, it seems very, very small, very insignificant. But here is David, a 17-year-old approximately, having to deal with Goliath and all the children of Israel. Everybody was afraid. Even Saul, his knees were, were, were I mean, he was afraid. All because of one instruction that Joshua didn't do. Not that. Let's see another one. Gaza. Judges chapter 16. Judges 16, 1. Notice this. Judges 16, 1. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Judges 16, verse 1. Thank you, Lord Jesus. He says, now Samson went to where? Where did he go to? Where did Samson go to? And saw a hollow there and went into her. Verse, verse 4 says, Afterward it happened that he loved a woman in the valley of Sorek whose name was Delilah. Samson had his own problems. He had his own... Word Mission Church International, diverse church family, located at 5050 Edison Avenue, Colorado Springs, Colorado, 80915, right here in Colorado Springs. Make plans to join the WMCI family in person Sunday at 10 a.m., Saturday at 6 p.m., and Wednesday prayer and teaching at 6 p.m. To join us online for live streaming services, find Word Mission Church International 
on Facebook or YouTube. Like us on Facebook, subscribe on YouTube to be notified when we stream live on Wednesdays at 6 p.m. and Sundays at 10.30 a.m. Visit wordmissionchurchinternational.org to download a free book, What Every Christian Needs to Know. Also, download free prayer cards to pray the scriptures over your children, marriage, and so much more. Your kids will love our kids' online church, where they can play Bible trivia games. Download Bible coloring pages and so much more. To partner with us to spread the gospel, please text GIVE to 719-235-5911. Visit wordmissionchurchinternational.org to learn more. Text or call 719-235-5535 with any questions.